Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. All you crazy cold parents out there, we are doing a, a, a podcast on the power of our words. And so this week, I'm so excited to share about the power of the, um, it, the way we encourage others. And I call it a superpower because I just believe that encouragement pours courage into people. It just infuses our kids with courage. Anybody that we encourage, it puts courage into them. And so one of our favorite, favorite scriptures of all times that we use throughout all of our Crazy Cool Family Ministry is Hebrews 3.13. But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And I love the part about as long as it's called today because reality is it's always today. It's always, always, always today. And so I want to leave you with that knowing that when we are we are called to encourage our kids all the time every day and so today i'm so excited to share with you michael our firstborn son and he is words of affirmation would you say that of the five love languages yeah i'd say it's probably my my highest but gift giving's right next to that, right? Like you. It could be. I do like gifts. <laughs> I remember the. I remember. I can't remember when you said the. I can't remember when it was. But you said, I think I. I think I'm gift giving. I think I really like gift giving, and I think all the children at some point in time have thought that as well. I mean, who doesn't like to get things, right? That's true. But there was a, at some point in time. When do you think it was that you realized words really do mean something to me? I think it was probably later later on, closer towards like the middle of high school or so, really when I figured out all about five love languages and learning about myself, I realized that I just like really cared about people's encouragement towards me. And I like felt like I was on top of the world when someone said, hey, Michael, good job this, good job that, versus someone just giving me a hug or something was just not the, not my favorite. <laughs> Thank you, no. <laughs> we were, Don and I were laughing the other day about our kids that are physical touch and the ones that are not, you know, and the ones that love that and the ones that they don't. And so this is another one of the languages, though, is the, um, is the words of affirmation. And so um, what I want to talk to Michael today just a little bit is I just kind of want to ask him questions about what it was like even as a kid growing up and then now, because I believe that our, all of our kids are words of affirmation. I think that they all need it. They all need to be encouraged by it, but some of them might not be able to tell you. They might not be able to articulate what it is that they need from you. And so I'm just going to ask Michael some questions um, about encouragement and the effect that it's had on his life. But I want you to focus on the main point. The one thing, if you if you don't take anything else away from this, I want you to take away the point that encouragement will change your child from the inside out. It rearranges what's going on inside them, and it makes them see things differently, act differently, respond differently. And so encouragement is, as I say, a superpower. And so we're going to just kind of hear from Michael how it was a superpower in his life and how how we used it and how we didn't use it, and maybe even how that you know works. So to start off with, what do words of encouragement 
do for you? I think that the words of encouragement do a lot, um, a lot for me in particular, but it just gives me, it gives me life. It makes me be able to, to have confidence in myself. I'm a pretty confident person in the for first sure. place. Um, but whenever I know I have someone behind me, there's not a lot of things that I think will stop me from, from getting done what I think I can get done. Um, and so it really does. It really does bring life. It brings um, joy. It kind of feels like I'm, I'm on top of the world once I have someone saying pretty consistently, Michael, this. Michael, you can do this. Michael, good job the way you did this. Um, yeah, it changes a whole lot of my attitude, changes a whole lot of the way I do things. Oh, I love that. I love the changing your attitude and the way you do things. And so I want you to think back to when you were a kid, long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? Do you remember anything that was said to you as a, as a kid, whether from me and dad or from the sisters or from a coach or a teacher? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I think there's a few times, especially in sports, growing up playing basketball, playing baseball, um, and, and football in particular, there's a lot of times that dad said, uh, even on the basketball court, he was like, Michael, no one's going to stop you from getting to the basket, get to the basket, you know, mm -hmm. just like simple things like that. Um, which in reality, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that, <laughs> that can and will and do stop me getting to the basket. But a lot of people's enemy is themselves. And That's growing good. up, I never felt like my enemy was myself because I had that encouragement and I had that um, like life-giving words spoken over me my, my whole, whole life. Yeah. And so that's what Michael was a very confident little boy. I mean, I just, we, I laugh about it all the time because he, he was the first boy after four little girls. And mm -hmm. so I say he was worshiped and adored and I'm not even joking. <laughs> I mean, we literally had him on a pedestal. He could do no wrong. It's the first time we had anybody throw a ball or play with, you know, Legos or anything like that. And so we really did infuse lots into you to, to build you up. Can you think of anything like that when you like schoolwork? Cause I homeschooled him till about the third grade and him and McKenzie both had some dyslexic issues. And I remember us dealing with that and some speech issues and there were some things along the way, but can you think of anything that we had said to you specifically when it comes to like your schoolwork? Yeah, I think that there was school does not come easy to me and I don't love school. Um, but there's a lot of things that I think dad, um, and you encourage me and we're like, find the things that you want to do, um, and, and go after them and be, and be like the best in that thing. Um, I didn't love English growing up and I didn't love reading growing up, but, um, seeing the value of it, seeing the encouragement, seeing dad read so much, I've learned the value and seen the encouragement, um, kind of with the school, but it took someone saying, Hey, you can do this. You can actually do it before I knew I could do it. Oh, that's so good. I mean, just not to brag on yourself or anything, but about how many books do you read now in your 20 year old life? I, um, I try to read like 30 to 40 books a year yeah. or so. Insane. Yes. And so we took, not that we did it all because it wasn't just us because Mackenzie went before him and she figured out ways to, to learn to read and they, they, definitely. they worked on it together, but definitely we, we never said, Oh, you, you can't read. Oh, you've got dyslexia. Oh, you can't. It was always like, no, you can do this and we're doing this and we're going to all do it together. Oh, so good. Okay. So now another thing I want to ask you is how did we encourage you in your like relationship with Jesus? Yeah, I think um, encouraging me in my relationship with Jesus. I think one of the, the biggest things I can remember and think of is like just you're just there 
and you're always there for conversations and wrestling. And every time I brought up um, something I was struggling through or wrestling through, it wasn't necessarily, um, oh, why are you thinking that? That's not a good thought. You have to think this way. Like, but it was, okay, let me challenge you to a little higher thinking. What if we, what if we take God outside of the box that you're putting him in? What if you look at this scripture? And so it wasn't a a condescending, um, or with any like condemnation in the conversation, but it really allowed me to think freely and have my own opinions and encourage me towards not how y'all think necessarily, but how, what the scripture says and how the Lord works and how he processes and what the Holy Spirit's saying. Um, it's just probably one of the simple off the top of my head ways I can think of relationship with Jesus. I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So now I want you to think of maybe a a negative. (laughs) Well, I want to go to the negative. I want to go to the dark side. (laughs) Where's something, what could we have done? Like, as you look back over like your childhood or where is an area where we didn't encourage you? Like you didn't feel encouraged. You didn't feel supported or. Um, yeah, I think that there, um, I'm a pretty like to myself person. I'm um, pretty like, uh, I'd rather hang out inside and then go out and do something crazy. Um, somewhat private, somewhat private, Some would maybe say an introvert reserved. reserved. Introvert. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of with the, my safety and where I lean to. Um, and now I'm, especially as I'm in college, there's a lot of things that just people go out and do and have a lot of fun and they're kind of wild and they're kind of crazy. Um, and I was always encouraged, not encouraged, but I felt like I was just like more comfortable. And so I think that it would have been awesome if I was encouraged more to, to go out and to be a part of the big group and be a part of the parties and stuff like that. But on the flip side, I didn't want to do that back then, but it is a crucial point in, in development and social skills and stuff like that, that I feel like I'm a few steps behind in. 100% admit and confess that I tried to raise introvert children, <laughs> that I raised you guys in cold, rainy days were my favorite days. And the reason to not go anywhere was my favorite days. And so I so admire and value my kids when they get out and go do things. When they, when they go, I remember going off to college and those were being my least favorite years. And all five of you guys that have gone off to college have made it your best. I mean, just made mm-hmm. the best of an opportunity. And so I'm grateful that you have broken out of that. And I love it that you brought that up that, I mean, and so parents for you even pay attention to the, how you're bent, make sure that that's not how you bend your children. <laughs> exactly. There's a, I think it's a balance between it and they're getting a little off topic, but a balance between being able to reflect and be by yourself, but also be able to hang out with a big group of people and have a lot of fun. I think you should encourage your kid, but I think more so now it's encouraging the kid to, Hey, go hang out by yourself and that's okay. Um, but also being able to encourage the introvert to themselves kid to, Hey, go hang out with the baseball, go hang out with the football team. It'll be fun and good for you. Yeah, that is so good. And the key there is when he just, he talks about encourage that that's the way to, 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 shape them and mold them and point them and direct them. And that's to do that. Hey, this should, you know, to, to point them in that direction. I love it that you use that like that. Okay. So how do you encourage others? What do you do in your, I just think men struggle with that a little bit. And I think young men maybe even do even more because it just feels like a foreign language sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It can definitely feel like a foreign language. It, even, even it feels weird sometimes as I'm encouraging people. <laughs> Dad says the same thing. And I'm like, I don't know why this should feel weird. It's only benefiting them. Like it's only making them, like I said earlier, it makes you come alive. Like everyone likes words of encouragement. Um, but for some reason, it's hard to, to still say it. Um, so getting over that mental, that mental block and the first thing of 
you are literally speaking life to people and you're not hurting them and it's only going to be beneficial. Um, but some practical ways that I've learned to like encourage my roommates or encourage people around me, um, is to one to know how they want to be encouraged. Um, okay. How do you know that? That's great. Yeah. That's a good question too. I think knowing is asking them. I, I ask my roommate all oh, the time. Good. I say, Hey, what does it take to, to love you best? Like, what does that look like? And he'll, he'll let me know. He's like, Hey, to love me best in this situation, I need you to do this right here. And so I'll do it and I'll, and I'll remember it and I'll write it down. Um, but I think one of the, the, the coolest ways that I've seen recently of encouraging people is just letting them know how much you appreciate them. Um, and so there's a stack of thank you notes that I got. Um, <laughs> I got a long time ago. But <laughs> when you graduated from high school or before that. <laughs> yeah, I got a long time ago. We'll just keep it at that. And um, I have them in my room and I can just kind of emotionally see people that might not be feeling right and so i just can write them a quick note hey thankful for you in our relationship and bring up a quick example um, and give it to them and it's crazy how that simple note that simple thing that maybe took you two or three minutes to write um, can really like change someone's day Oh, I love that. And so parents, what that looks like for you, I mean, of course, do that for the people in the outside world, but the people in your life right now, your children, tuck that little note of encouragement in their lunchbox, write it with a dry erase marker on their mirror, put a little note on their pillow before they go for to sure. bed at night, or, or I would hide it in their drawers, you know, so they find it at some point in time, some random time that is God ordained that you don't even know when that is. Mm -hmm. But yes, you can use, I love the written words of encouragement. I love that you brought that up. Um, yeah, so good just to know how, uh, to know how they need to be encouraged. So, okay, let's change to how are you encouraged most? Like you said that you, you, how are you best loved? I love that, mm. that you said that. Best loved, best encouraged. Um, I think those are two similar questions, but a little, a little different. I say best encouraged um, is the McKinsey, my older sister does like an incredible job of this is that she'll like notice the things that I like take pride in and stuff that I've worked really hard on. Um, cause those are the things that you have the most skin in the game. And so whatever people say, there's a little more weight to it, whether it's good oh, or bad. Good. Um, and so finding those things are the people that they're like, they're proud of it. Um, and being able to encourage and like those things, it's like exponential good or bad. So you have to be really be careful with your tongue. Um, and so whatever that looks like in my life, if I'm like really, really studying for a test and I'm like really, really working on it and stuff like that and I get a good grade, that's awesome for someone to be like, hey, that was awesome. I saw what you did and I saw the fruit of it. Mm. But if anyone can notice for me, if anyone can notice how much work I've put in, um, like I'm not just reaping the benefits of everything, but if they see the work that I put in and they notice it, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like that, that is really, really valuable to me and really, really encouraging. So I love that. And the picture that I got as Michael was talking is when he was a little boy and he would concoct this amazing Lego masterpiece. Like we would give him the kit and he could master the kit in a heartbeat. But after the kit was built and then disassembled, that he would build his own amazing thing and he would come down and say, Mom, look, look what I made. 
and I just go back and I know that there were times that I did it right. Oh my gosh, Michael, that's amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. And I know there were other times that I was busy, whatever that means. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's great, babe. And dismissed it. Because it really probably wasn't that great. Like, but, for but, it, but, <laughs> you, but by definition of what you call valuable, sure. which is you invested your time in it, it probably entertained you all that rainy Saturday. Definitely. And so that was tons of time. And so I love that. So parents pay attention to what your kids are investing in. If they're coloring on a, you know, little coloring book and they've worked really hard on that, or they've, they've built a, a dollhouse, the girls would build these elaborate dollhouses and they would want to show me every single room and show me the names of every single little doll and, and to take the time and basically join, uh, what I, uh, join them in their life right yeah. where they are and notice it and say something about it. Right. That's encouragement. Right. That's how to encourage instead of just like, good job, you did great, but wow, this is amazing. I can't believe. I mean, I remember telling Michael, I could never build that. I could never do that. I was so frustrated with Legos because they would fall apart. So annoying. Right. Okay, just have a couple more questions for you, Michael. How does being listened to encourage you? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question um that is I, a good question for you isn't it because michael gets interrupted i just interrupted him right there <laughs> i just i do it all the time because he hesitates because he thinks before he talks because he's wise and so people like me just jump in and run all over <laughs> we've had lots of conversations <laughs> lots of conversations about that um i think and this might not be a one answer fits all but for me in particular um i do i, I like to i like to think about what i'm saying before i say it i value words a whole bunch and if you're just kind of talking off the top of your head like sometimes you do mom but <laughs> most of the time i do <laughs> um and so every word that comes out of my mouth it's well thought of it's thought through it's articulated i mean what i say um and so for someone to interrupt that i'm like you don't value your, my words as much as um i do and i'm not going to say them and so it's not so much of like how much is being listened to encouraged me um it's how much being not being listened to discourages me oh, if that good. makes more sense to kind of flip it open flip it over um because I will talk and when I talk I talk in usually paragraphs and it's a little longer because there's a lot of me what is going on in my head needs to come out and but my words I feel like my words mean something because they're well thought they're thought out um that might be some pride and arrogance but it's just I value words and so if someone sits down and is able to listen to that I'm like okay Thank you. Like, I can appreciate that. And I will be done eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, and I love that. I mean, and so just to even turn that into you parents for your little kids, if it's so hard to listen to them when they're little, because what it feels like they're saying is not very important. They're telling you about the imaginary this or the pretend that. But we say all the time, if you listen to them when they're five, they'll talk to you when you're 15. You're right. laying the groundwork right now. And so I love that to hear it out of Michael's mouth. When you listen to me, that values me, that encourages me, that makes me feel important. And so I just want to encourage you parents that when you do stop and listen, when you get on your kid's eye level and you don't interrupt them like I do, <laughs> and you that that is another way to encourage them. Right. I love that. Definitely. Okay, so to wrap this whole thing up, Michael, what is what is one thing or some things, what's something you would tell parents on how they can encourage their kids? Hmm, I think one thing I would tell parents um, that I would, I would say that, um, I don't know, this is the numbers I'm pulling off the top of my head, but 
for every like one or two non-encouraging things you say, you probably need about a dozen encouraging things. Um, and that is just kind of like the way that I've seen it is I can think back and look at, a, I can remember a lot more times that my mom and dad said something negative about me than I can encouraging about me. Um, that is so and true. that's just, that's not saying that my parents are always discouraging or whatever. Right. That's not what you did at all. Um, but for some reason, people, psychology, remember the bad before they remember the good. And so you have to double, triple, quadruple the good to outweigh the bad. And so I would say, watch what you say. Um, your, your words mean a whole bunch. Um, but your, your good words really can light up a kid's day. And there's something really, really powerful about it coming from someone above you. Like if my peer was to encourage me, that's like one thing and that is cool. But someone who is an authority figure above me that I know and love and respect to encourage me um, really does like exponentially increase the value of the encouragement. And so be, so be free with it. Like don't hold back and don't say, like I said in the beginning, like, why we why we think it's so hard to encourage people whenever you're literally building them up like that's the goal of it and that's the, you're not gonna there's not gonna be any bad things coming from you saying your kid that was an incredible job good job like there's nothing bad going to be with it so be like super free with your encouragements because kids need it all the time i think that i still need it people still need encouragement people still need love and approval um mm-hmm. and to be listened to and it's not something that's going to go away so we might as well get really really good at it Oh, yeah, that's so good. So good. It makes me think of like the encouragement sandwich when you want to say something negative to put something positive on both sides of it. But what you just said is you need to put 10 things positive, the negative, and then 10 more things positive. You need to really, really stack it. Oh, so good. Okay, so just to, as we wrap up, just remember that encouragement will change your child from the inside out. And I think about Paul as he wrote to all the baby churches, all the, all the people that were becoming churches. He told all the believers in Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and all of them, you can find a verse in every single one of them that he says to them, therefore, one, encourage one another and build each other up encourage one another and build each other up just in just in fact as you are doing and so i want to leave you with good job parents you're doing it you are encouraging your kids and i hope that this podcast encourages you to just up your game a little bit maybe you're doing it 10 times a day up it to 20 maybe you're doing it five up it to 10 but i just want to encourage you that it's powerful it's life-changing and your children will be different for it so thanks so much michael for your time (laughs) Love you. (laughs) All right, parents, go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com.